Stuff. We love stuff. And there's some really great stuff out there. But I doubt that any of us will look back on our lives and think, I wish I'd bought an even thinner TV. Found a lighter light beer. Or had an even smarter smartphone. Do you think any of us will look back in our lives and regret the things we didn't buy? Or the places we didn't go? We have discussed on this podcast many times the mental health toil that COVID-19 has imposed upon us. Never has it been more important to take a vacation to restore your mental and physical equilibrium. But with prices on the rise and many destinations still not fully staffed since the pandemic, what's the most efficient way to do so? Today's guest is going to tell us how he's got some invaluable tips on how to take the best and most cost-efficient vacation. Welcome to The Great Indoors, a podcast where we look at the technological implications brought about by the next industrial revolution and how this can potentially help solve the biggest problems facing humanity. I'm your host, Matt Roberts, and joining me is my co-pilot and producer, Larissa Yee. So today's guest is Mr. Christopher Kletch. Now, when Chris left his successful 31-year marketing career with AT&T behind, he became a master of traveling in luxury. In his words, for pennies on the dollar. Since 2002, he's guided hundreds of families around the world to do the same. Now, in the aftermath of the global pandemic, demand for his travel tips has never been stronger as families want to make memories together after, well, so many years apart. So how does he do it? We're going to find out. I'd like to welcome Chris Clash to the great indoors today. Okay, so I'd like to welcome our guest to the great indoors today, Christopher Clash. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. No, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And uh, where are you enjoying the great indoors from today, Chris? Where are you in the world? Well, I, I do a lot of traveling, but now I'm at home in the Palm Beach area, West Palm Beach, Florida. Beautiful weather down here, about 82 degrees, and uh, spend a lot of time down here. I love the beach. I live in a golf course community, and I'm all about travel and leisure. Well, it sounds nice. It sounds wonderful. Uh, particularly as when I got up this morning, where I am, it's snowing. Don't get me wrong, Matt. I love the snow. I've actually, they pe people think I'm crazy. I go to ski. I'm a ski bum. And when the, the snowbirds, they're known as snowbirds, come down to southeast Florida, I go skiing in Vail. I spend seven weeks in Vail, Beaver Creek, Lake Tahoe, skiing in the winter, most of January and February. So I leave the beautiful sunlight beach here in Florida and become uh, go out and play in the snow. Gosh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous, Chris. Well, and that's the purpose of this of this particular episode. You're going to tell us how uh, we can do some simple things to to tap into that travel vibe, right? And to 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 get everybody out there. But before we get to that, if you could be introduced by one song, if you had an entrance song that we could start this podcast with, what would it be? 
I didn't think about that. Well, I'm, it's funny because I was a music major in college. I'm an ex-conductor. Wow. And I'm into Broadway uh, musicals. So, uh, What's your favorite musical then? Oh, without a doubt, it's Les Miserables. I've seen it 92 times. Well, that's great. And so let's get let's get into things now then. So, Chris, you had an illustrious career at AT&T for 30, over 30 years, right, in marketing. So in our industry and, uh, and everything. And you left that behind and became almost a travel guru, right, sharing right. tips uh, on how to do the best trips at, at the best prices. So how did you get involved with that? How did you go from being at AT&T to to being a, a master of travel? Well, it's an excellent question. I've always loved travel my whole life. I got exposed to it as an early age. I was very blessed. My parents took me to Europe for six weeks when I was 12 years old. Like I said, I always went to Broadway. I was always athletic into the music field. Got to go on a lot of vacations. And I left uh, my corporate world as an executive in marketing. I started out the phone company in New York, then transferred to uh, Florida. And they gave me a package after 31 years. You know, here's a year pay like a lot of U.S. corporations do. And uh, I was only 52 years old and I had a bucket list and travel was always on it. I wanted to see the world from African safaris and I like cultural events, uh, museums, you know, sporting events such as Wimbledon, the golfing events, President's Cup. So I, I learned to go around the world. And uh, I learned how to do it on pennies on a dollar and having a professional background in speaking. I was a major corporate executive in sales and marketing. So I was used to speaking to audiences, making presentations. Speaking came naturally to me. And so I was asked to speak to uh, MBA students at several universities about the different skills levels needed for entrepreneurship versus corporate world. So I discussed that. Then people got to know my background that I've traveled and they say, well, how could you afford all this? And I said, well, I just did the, the homework, the research. I interviewed hundreds of corporate executives and travel tourists, concierges, read every blog I could. And I became basically a guru how to travel legitimately now for pennies on a dollar. To give you an example, Matt, I haven't paid for a flight in the last 18 years. I fly free. <laughs> This is the truth. I fly yeah. free on five different airlines that I'm not married to a pilot or a flight attendant. Besides the travel secrets, I'd like to just ask this quick question. I usually ask at the beginning, a lot of these podcasts and interviews, I think we'd all agree, especially after this pandemic situation in our countries, your country, our country around the world, that the best things in life aren't the things. They're not the material things. What are they? Your health, that's mental and physical health, your family, your friends, maybe your faith, but it's those precious memories and experience that resonate, not to escape life, but for life not to escape us. Think about that, because in this new environment, a lot of people are uh, entrepreneurs and 
they're relegated to working from their home or a different environment. They don't have to go into the office. So travel and leisure become important for their basically reduced stress to reduce burnout. So in this new environment, it becomes that paramount, so to speak, to when you could utilize travel and leisure. And again, it's especially in this corporate environment with inflation in the United States, as you know, uh, 7% gas prices, airline tickets are going to go up uh, I don't know, your country, our country. It, it's revenge travel. As I say, revenge travel. People have been cooped up or been told by their government uh, they have to stay home. They have to quarantine. They have to wear masks in restaurants and Broadway shows. You know, it, now people are being liberated with the vaccinations and the boosters and the therapeutics. They're saying, all right, enough of this. I've been boosted. I've been vaccinated. It's time for me to take that family vacation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I try to help them uh, yeah. do, to do it on a budget. Now, and, and Chris, that's brilliant. And I couldn't agree more with everything that you said there. It was perfectly well put. And there's two reasons why I'm really excited about our conversation today. And my wife is very excited as well when I told her that I was speaking to you. So we're going to give you an assignment during this podcast. And I'm going to tell you what my dream vacation this summer with my... Uh, family would want to be and I, I i'm hoping to get a few tips and a few hacks sure. from you that we can put that into practice but I, I think you raised a couple of points there that uh and, and the second point as to why i'm so excited is travel is coming back right so like you said i haven't left canada with my family since before the pandemic when you look at an industry that has been really hit hard by uh, COVID. I think travel and tourism is the biggest one, right? And I think there was a 50% fall in revenue and bookings, even through last year, even through 2020. But I, I read a great article in the New York Times that says for 2022, and we're already well into 2022 now, but the predictions are that we'll only be 5% below the pre-pandemic levels of travel, right? So things are coming back. People are excited. Like you said, revenge travel. You know, travel is no longer just about going somewhere. People want to get the richness of the experience and everything. They want to maximize everything they get from this break that they've had from, from travel. So now things are coming back. You're down in Florida. How has the travel industry adapted to what's happened in the last couple of years? What are the big changes that you've seen? Well, one of the big things is safety. A lot of people are concerned with all the different strains of COVID and it's still coming out, variances, et cetera. Safety for their families. In other words, where do they go? Do they go to hotels? What's sanitized? Do they have to quarantine? It should be in a group situation. I recommend one of my big travel tips, and this hits both safety and saving money. The typical family vacation year in Canada, forget the word hotel. Repeat after me, forget the word hotel. The typical family vacation. Why? I've been doing this for 18 years. Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, Weston, Disney, Starwood, Wyndham, even the Ritz-Carlton. They're all great hotels. They're all in resorts. They're all around the world. They all provide facilities. They all have standards on their websites for sanitization. But all these hotel chains 
all have vacation clubs, or they used to call them timeshares. Right. Now, yeah. it was an example. Timeshares had a bad name because of the sales practices. You know, the scams and the salesmen lying to you and everything. All the hotel chains, even the Ritz-Carlton, I'm a member of Marriott, they all provide these resort facilities. And you could get them for your family now in a studio, a one-bedroom sleeps four or six, a two-bedroom sleeps six or eight, even a three-bedroom up to 12. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you got on the internet, and here's a resource for your listeners, for your audience and yourself, if you went to the major it's called redweek.com. This is where resort owners, timeshare owners, vacation club owners can't go on vacation. They're renting out their resorts. So you could rent from an owner now, let's say use Vail or a ski resort, Banff, Whistler, a, a timeshare up there and get, you know, maybe two bedroom units, sleeps eight. You're going to get a full kitchen, a washer dryer. You're going to get a health club like out in Vail you know, sauna, steam room, whirlpool, free Wi-Fi, again, complete kitchen, balcony, and you're going to pay less than a third the price of a hotel room. Instead of staying at that resort hotel, that Weston, that Ritz-Carlton, that Marriott, that Hilton, think about renting from an owner, not from the hotel chain now, from an owner at a major discount. You're going to pay one third now, I'm not exaggerating, one third the price of a comparable hotel room. So people should use that resource. There's two resources. One is redweek.com and the other resource to find these rentals for these vacation resort timeshares, et cetera, is TUG, T-U-G. It stands for Timeshare Users Group.org, I believe, or Google it. And that has listings of various timeshare properties or vacation clubs so think of that as an alternative okay that's brilliant thanks chris so that's some really positive tips and hacks there for accommodation now when it comes to flying i i read somewhere that airfares are down 20 percent from where they are in 2019 what what's your big tip for flying what well for flying airfares are going up i read all the blogs and they were down mm -hmm. for a while, you know, when people weren't traveling and when the airlines came back. But now, with They're this back travel, as I mentioned, the airfares are going up. They're booked. A lot of the airlines have cut back a lot of their flights because of staffing problems, energy problems, the price of jet fuel. So the non-profitable uh, routes from uh, smaller cities, they've cut back. So I'd give two advices. If you want to fly for free, Pick your destination, figure out which airline that you plan on flying to. Every airline is associated with a bank, has their own credit card. You take Delta as an example. They're associated with American Express. And you sign up for their credit card. You spend a minimum of two or $3,000, and you're going to get a sign-up bonus for $60,000 frequent flyer miles. Now, there's even, again, I show you the inside deals. I show my clients, there's a deal out there now. These deals change every month, so you have to stay on topic. There's a credit card out there now with American Airlines where all you have to do is make one purchase. You can buy a pack of gum, a cup of coffee, and you're gonna get, just for 
getting the credit card, you're going to get 50,000 American airline miles. Yeah. All you, you know, you need a credit score of 700. And, you, and besides the credit card, getting 50,000 airline miles for making a purchase of a dollar or two dollars or buying a pack of gum, that's going to give you $1,500 of flights on American Airlines. Now, you could leverage that with your spouse. If you're married, you get one, she gets one, your grown children. If you have a business like me, you get a business credit card, and these miles add up. And then if you have a business, you put your business expenses, you leverage it, and that's how you could fly for free. Now, Southwest Airlines, you also get a companion pass. So you could fly free, and a companion flies free on Southwest for up to a year. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got one here. And when you started talking about that, this is a funny story, Chris. I keep getting this deal, right, from American Express. and it's asking me to sign up to the Aeroplan credit card, right? Now, Aeroplan is the Air Canada frequent flyer, and I'm already like a platinum frequent flyer with Air Canada. But if I sign up to this credit card, and I've been wanting to do it, but my wife's like, I don't know, I instantly get 110,000 points just for signing up to the credit card. And then I get 20,000 points for every $3,000 I put on that card, right? And then it's up to 60,000 points if you spend $1,000 or more in purchases in your first 12 months. And I know that 100,000 points would get me and my family, which is four kids to BAM, for example. So your recommendation is I should sign up for that, right? Yeah, that makes yeah everybody's sense. different. I'd say you can't sign up for everything. Obviously, not everybody has the the ability to you know spend thousands on credit cards but my advice to you is pick start off small this is called travel hacking the the buzzword in the industry is travel hacking points and miles etc just put the minimum obviously we all know we pay off the credit cards we don't pay any interest get those sign up bonuses and that turns into free flying which is a big part of your travel budget obviously Okay, so that's awesome. So that's another tip, right? And and we're going to put all these to practice in a second when I give you a scenario. Are there any sort of technology tips? Is there any, as because technology has helped propel the travel industry, everybody books their flights online now, you book your hotels yeah. online. I would deal directly with the airline's websites. And when you're dealing with frequent flyer miles, because I'm flying for free, Plan well in advance. Think about off times travel. If you don't have to travel peak periods during the holidays, try to fly on a Tuesday or Thursday because the, the number of miles required might be diminished by 50% than flying on the weekend when business normally travels. Now, it's different if you have a family and you have to fly during their, their holidays, their school vacations. It's different. I would not go to third sites. I would deal with the airlines directly. And once you accumulate these frequent flyer miles, learn the tricks, go to their websites where it'll show you your destination, how many different miles. And I use Vail as example. Sometimes they want 75,000 miles to fly one way. Other times of the year, other days, if you're flexible, you could only fly for 20,000 miles. That's like a, a, a big savings. So book in advance. If you're at certain status, which I say stick with one chain, check out at four o'clock. 
And you're going to get, if you're a business person like I am, you're going to get access to their concierge level where you get free breakfast, you get free happy hour, hors d'oeuvres, et cetera. So I would stick, be loyal to one hotel chain, get the credit cards associated with that hotel brand. A lot of them come, again, with the American Express card with Bonvoy. You get two free nights. There's a lot of blogs on this, and I'll, I'll run them off quickly. I don't want to take too much time. One's travelpulse.com, a miles to memories.com, johnnyjet.com are three major travel blogs. And again, for people that do a lot of traveling, I recommend they set up a separate email and just send all these travel blogs to that email. This way uh, they could, you know, read them when they want to and just get the insider tips. One other travel tips since you want more travel tips rent a cars this was rental be cars have gone up yeah. they double they've been in short supply double the rate again the best resource for your listeners to get the best rates on rental cars again a sign up for a loyalty program i happen to recommend national they merge with enterprise get a loyalty sign up number two investigate their rates I'm an ex-executive of AT&T, so I use my AT&T corporate rate, and that gives me the biggest discount, but people might be a member of Automobile Association of America, ARP, et cetera, military discounts. Ask the car rental companies of what discounts, because they have different rate codes. Number three, the best website to use, without a doubt, is autoslash.com. The other tip is if you're staying for a few weeks, you don't always have to rent at the airport, find out. Usually the airports have a surcharge of 15%. Okay, brilliant. Right, so let's put this to a test now, Chris. Let, let me give you my scenario and let's see if we can, if you can give me some solid, tangible recommendations now. And this is, we are looking as a family, like I said before, to book a vacation outside of Canada this year. Uh, so my wife is very excited. Here's the setup, right? So there's six of us, four elementary aged children from 12 down to the age of four. Like I said before, I'm a frequent flyer with Air Canada. I have around 100,000 points. I'm not, I, I know that'll get me to certain places within Canada. I'm also British Airways frequent flyer. And I'm with Marriott on my hotel. So if we wanted to go to Disney World in Orlando in, let's say, October for seven days, what do you recommend? Okay, well, I would check what airlines get you to Disney World or what reciprocity you have with your miles. I would check with that airline to see that they have any reciprocity to get you from Canada into Orlando. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, find out which airline flies from your where you live to Orlando and then sign up for their credit card and get the sign-up bonus. Put one in your name, your spouse's name, accumulate enough points so that you could fly that airline if your normal Canada airline doesn't fly there and use the credit card. Where your family forget the hotel, you want to rent 
a timeshare. Orlando has timeshares. You're going to get two-bedroom unit or a three-bedroom unit, and you decide Disney has vacation clubs in Orlando. So instead of staying in the Disney hotels and paying their rates for a suite, rent from an owner now, not Disney, from an owner that owns Disney properties, just trying to make his maintenance charge back on redweek.com or the other reference I gave you, resource tug, timeshare users group, and they'll have listings for Orlando properties and figure out how many bedrooms you need. If you have six people, it might usually the two bedroom units sleep eight, and then you're gonna have a full kitchen, you're gonna have a washer dryer, you're gonna have a balconies, you're gonna have, uh, like I said, swimming pools, health clubs, et cetera. Then obviously I would look at a Disney World you know, vacation club because this gives you added benefits for Disney that only they could provide. Early access into the parks, free parking, that sort of thing by staying at a Disney property. Now, if you're just in Orlando to go to SeaWorld or Universal, that's a different story than it's, uh, the Disney isn't that important. Excellent. And you threw in the, the, the bit there about the kitchen and the eating. I think that's really, really important. So I'm going to give that a go later on, Chris. I'm going to apply for my Aeroplan credit card, which will give me another 100 points. That's right here. That's going in the post later on. And I will get on um, TUG and um, Red Week and check out what accommodation and we'll see. Are there any other miscellaneous travel tips for Orlando? Uh, no, I would just say if you could avoid the business season, again, I don't like crowds. Everybody's a little different. You know, I think as I've gotten older, I don't like a lot of traffic. I don't like a lot of crowds. So if you can travel in the off season, when it's not as so congested, so to speak, you're better off. You're going to get a lower rate, A, and it's going to be less aggravation with the crowds and lines and everything else. So whenever possible, try to travel to your resort destination or your vacation destination in the off season or shoulder season, whatever you want to call it, because you're going to get less crowds. It's going to be less aggravation. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Now, before we go into the, the close, um, Chris, and, and the, we have a quick fire round, I'm going to just ask you for one of your best experience. What, what would you say has been your most successful travel hack? That, that, like you said, saved you money, gave you uh, an amazing vacation or trip and surprised you. You're like, oh, my gosh, I've nailed it here with this one. What what would you say uh, uh, over the years you've been doing this has been your most successful travel mission, your most successful hack? Well, one of my big passions, as I mentioned to you earlier, was skiing. Mm -hmm. I'm a ski bum. I love the environment. I love the snow. I've been athletic my whole life. And to go out to these luxury ski resorts where people are, I know they're paying $2,200 a night for just a hotel room. And I'm paying the equivalent of, when I figure out my maintenance charges, $150 to sleep six, triple the space of a hotel room. And I know I'm flying for free. And I know what people are paying to fly. So 
it makes the experience that much more. And, and if you like the sport, I'm again, my athletic, when I look back on it, when I was athletic, I'm 73 now, but when I was a little younger, I was able to do, again, the experience. I took the Utah Ski Interconnect. It was like a marathon where you skied eight resorts in one day, 28 things, and you had to be an expert skier. So they tested you out first to make sure you can do the cliffs and the bumps and the powder. And I passed the test and I was able to follow a guide and have that experience. There was a guide in front of us. It's all legitimate with a radio to the ski patrols and follow the leader and ski eight different resorts, 28 miles in one day and successfully complete that. Wow. I mean, I remember that as an experience. And the other thing I enjoy is uh, I'm ath athletic and I play golf and I enjoy going to sporting events. I've been to Wimbledon and I was at the President's Cup when it was in Africa in uh, Durban, you know, Africa, so. And uh, I'm a golfer, Chris, and I haven't been able to ski for a few years. Where's, where's your favorite place to golf? What's your favorite golf course? Well, I've been fortunate. I've skied all over the world. Uh, I've skied Austria, Switzerland, Cortina, and Italy. I've skied uh, when I was more athletic. Now I've had some injuries. Uh, I've done all the men's downhill courses, but uh, I prefer, I like Vail. South Lake Tahoe, Utah, where you are uh, in Canada, Whistler. But do your due diligence, whatever your sport is. You mentioned golf. I show my clients, if they're golfers, how to play golf on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. I don't mm. know if you've heard of Hilton Head in the United I've been States. There. I've been there many times. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, one. well, there's a way, there's a resort. It's a Marriott resort where you, you don't have to own that. You rent a timeshare from an owner, and it comes with free golf and free card fees for the week for eight people. So right there, you're going to get a $15,000 golf vacation in luxury. It's right across the street. If you mention you're a golfer, one of the benefits you get with Marriott by staying at that resort is free golf for you and your party. Mm -hmm. Free tennis, free golf. So if you amortize this in value, you're getting a $15,000 golf vacation and you're paying in luxury accommodations now full kitchen washer dryer sleeps eight the whole bit right there in a beautiful right near the lighthouse if you said you're familiar with Hilton Head and Sea Pines mm. and you're going to pay two thousand dollars no tax for the week I stayed there I've stayed at the Marriott in Hilton Head right on the beach right yeah but I never played golf I was doing business down there for for, for quite a few weeks and I did say I need to come back here and play golf, but I didn't yeah. know if I stayed well, there. Uh, I live in a golfer's paradise. I live in my backyard where is in Florida. I live at a golf resort called PGA National, where they hold a Honda Classic every year. Uh, mm -hmm. Jack Nicklaus designed the course. And within five, I'm not exaggerating now, within eight square miles of my house, we have 50 golf courses. Of course, of course. Well, that's brilliant. Right, Chris, I've, we're going to go into our final section of the podcast now, which is a rapid 15 questions I'm going to ask you, multiple choice. And you just have to give your preference. Actually, when I look at the questions, you've answered some of them already, right? But we'll go through them. So we're going to do the TGI to go round. So are you ready? Sure. Let's do it. TGI to go. 
Question number one. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Do you have a dog right now? Uh, no, my son's down here with his dogs, and I love dogs. I treat you know, The problem is I love dogs, but I travel so much, it's hard to have my own dog. That's exactly, exactly. Number two, Paris or Venice? Paris. Spider-Man or Batman? Batman. I think I know the, the answer to this next one. Les Miserables or The Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> Les Miserables. <laughs> I think I know the answer to the next one. Vale or Whistler? Vale. There you go. I think I, I know the answer to this <laughs> one as well. Delta or United? Delta. Yeah, or American probably, if that was Yeah, well, list. you know, again, the choice of your airlines is where you fly to. In other words, where your chosen destination. I'm not saying Delta is better than American. Choose the airline to get you to the destination the easiest way nonstop. For me, I fly to New York a lot because I go to Broadway four times a year. So I fly uh, Delta nonstop or Jet JetBlue. I fly to Vail and Lake Tahoe. American has the best connections. So I fly American a lot. But pick the airline that gets you to your destination. That should be your chosen airline. Okay. Next one, Asia or Europe? Europe. I know. I think I know the answer to this one. Golf or tennis? Uh, I like both, but golf. Now, we never talked about this. Cruises or all-inclusive resorts? Uh, I'm not really an expert on either, but while, we, while you're... Another thing, if people want to go on cruises, I am not an expert, but again, for your audience, the best resource for cruises is this newsletter, vacationstogo.com. Okay. They have to subscribe to one thing. I am not an expert, so I don't want to say which cruise line's better, but I know that newsletter is the best blog, etc., on discounted cruise lines, vacationstogo.com. Okay. Spring or fall? Fall. London or Paris? London. Everybody says London. I, I always feel quite proud. That's that's where I'm from originally. Well, I'm from the theater. You know, like I said, uh, you know, all the hits from we talked about earlier, the theater, Phantom of the Opera, yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber, they, they, they were all, you know, started in London. So I'm a theater yeah. guy. But right before I left the UK, six years ago me and the, and the family we all went to the lion king uh right there off the strand i, I still remember it. it was a wonderful day you know, it's, lion king is still playing on broadway mm -hmm. i mean elton yeah. john i'm going to an elton john here's an interesting i'm a big elton john fan i love him and i still have a ticket right i was going to go before covid they canceled the concert two years ago believe it or not i'm finally they're honoring the ticket i go back to hear elton john here in florida in concert his last tour supposedly that's and it yeah. obviously that's a great show courtesy of elton john the lion king it's still playing on broadway wonderful wonderful the dallas cowboys or the miami dolphins well i'm in miami so my one of my best friends is a big dolphin fan, so i have to go with the miami dolphins okay the beatles or the rolling stones the beatles Okay, here's one. AT&T, T-Mobile, or Verizon? AT&T. I got my go. corporate background with them. and uh, <laughs> They pay for my MBA. You know, the corporate world, that's a whole new discussion. The old uh, corporations, you know, they had loyalty. I worked for them, and then they even paid for my master's degree. And when I was in the military, they paid the difference in salary when I was in the military. So I'm an AT&T fan. 
Excellent. Okay, well, there we go, Chris. That's the end of the podcast. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I have learned so much during our conversation. I can't wait now to get on the websites you suggested, speak to my wife and start planning this family vacation. Uh, It's been really, really brilliant, really eye-opening. Is there anything else, any last thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? No, uh, like I said, for I do a lot of these podcast interviews, media interviews such as this, and I always like to give away to your audience for inviting me here. If they want a a free consultation with me, uh, they could set up an appointment. I have an automated calendar. Just go to coachchrisspeaks.com, schedule an appointment. I'll, I'll talk to them like we had a little discussion here, point them in the right direction. I do have an addition, a giveaway to your audience. I do have a 99 travel tip without skimping ebook. If they want that, just send me an email with their email address and I'll, I'll, it's just that, you know, they could download, you know, 99 travel tips. All right. Perfect. Well, listen, Chris, I want to say thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. I can't wait to book my vacation now. I need some sunshine. I need some warmth. I need some golf. You've got my mind racing now uh, uh, of things, and I, I think we need to book something, like you said, give you something to look forward to, uh, make everybody positive. But I've really appreciated our time today, so thank you very much. Yeah, it's been my, my pleasure. And don't hesitate. you got my phone number. If I could help you, your team, with your family, uh, just give me a call, and I'll be glad to you know, point you in the right direction. Right, that's it. I'm booking my vacation. I'm all set. Though if you have any further questions related to Chris's tips and tricks, please reach out to me and I will connect you with Chris. A super, super nice guy who's quite literally living the dream. Thank you for spending that time with us today, Chris. Now, please subscribe to our podcast on all the usual podcast channels. Leave a review or rating if you feel so inclined. It certainly helps us. Check out two other Amdocs podcasts that are brilliant and available now. The Future of Tech with Abishai Shalin and Points of View with our Chief Marketing Officer, Gil Rosen. Also visit our website, amdocs.com forward slash The Great Indoors, where we have a cornucopia of assets related to the series. You can also catch up on the first three seasons of the show as well. Now we'll be back in another two weeks for another edition of The Great Indoors I'm Matt Roberts for Amdocs in Toronto. Have a great day, wherever you are.